You're listening to The Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 177, How to Shift from Crisis to Contribution Mode. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find. It's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. What's up, my friend? Welcome to episode 177 of the podcast. Now, I got to tell you, you might have, I'm sure you noticed, I know you guys are nurses, you're all about the details, right? <laughs> I'm sure you noticed that a couple weeks back, I mislabeled one of the podcast episodes. I labeled it as episode 175 when it should have been labeled as 174. So if that is driving you crazy, if you feel like the world is out of balance, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to add that stress to you. I know in the past, that would have totally driven me crazy. I used to be much more type A perfectionist than I am now. I feel like coaching and thought work has really helped me let go of so much of that perfectionism. But if that's driving you crazy, then I just want to let you know, maybe this will set your mind at ease. But a long time ago, there was a bonus episode of the podcast that I didn't label with a number on it. I just labeled it bonus episode. And that always bothered me a little bit because I felt kind of cheated, like I didn't get my next podcast episode on my episode count. And so now it's actually back in balance. It's made up for that one that I missed before. So everything's actually right in the world now, even though there's no episode 174 of the podcast. So I hope that brings you a little bit more peace and <laughs> and you can feel better about that. And, and also, I want to let you know, there is no episode 174, so please don't go searching around for it. <laughs> but today, in this episode, we're going to be talking about how to move from crisis to contribution mode. So I am a big believer that nurses hold the answers to the problems we see in healthcare, and especially in nursing. Nurses are there with patients. We're working at the bedside. We're doing direct patient care. And there's so many of us. And so we have eyes and ears everywhere. And so we see what's needed and what the problems are. And we have so much creativity, so much knowledge and life experience that I truly believe that nurses hold that potential that if we could access it, they would be able to solve so many of the problems we see in healthcare. But why aren't we able to access that? In many cases, like we can get to some of it, right? There are nurses out there doing amazing things, but I think even more nurses, all of you have the potential to solve the problems we're seeing in healthcare. So why aren't we able to get to that level of creativity and contribution that I know is harbored within nursing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So what I believe is that many nurses are in crisis mode. I'm not a genius for, for being able to identify that, right? We see it everywhere. Many nurses are in crisis mode right now. But when we're in crisis mode, 
it makes it really hard to access our creativity and to feel like we have the energy to pursue our ideas and contribute in the world. So maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you feel like you're in major crisis mode where you're just trying to survive your shifts and you're trying to keep your household afloat and to meet your needs and you can barely think from one minute to the next. You're just like in the moment, just trying to put out fires and keep yourself going. And so it's really hard to think about taking on more projects and contributing in different ways and having more responsibilities, right? And so if you feel that way, that's okay. Like I'm not here to shame you for being in crisis mode, but it makes total sense then that if that's how we're feeling, then we're not saying, hey, I have this idea. Let me come help in this way. Let me put in this extra time or go talk to these people. And even that, like, it's not that just the implementation that feels so undoable to us. But when we're in crisis mode, we also don't access the creativity that's going to give us the ideas for the solutions. You might right now, even if you're in crisis mode, be able to think of a few ideas but our really awesome, innovative ideas, we need our fullest level of creativity to get to those. And when we're in crisis mode, we can't access that creativity. And so that is why nurses aren't contributing in those other ways. They're for sure contributing at the bedside and in their jobs, but contributing in other ways to find the solutions and the answers to the problems that we see. It takes energy and creativity to be able to do that. And when we're in crisis mode, it's hard to tap into either of those things. Okay. So I want you to just kind of check in with yourself. Like, do you feel like you're in crisis mode or in contribution mode. And it doesn't have to be like all one or the other. It's kind of a spectrum, right? Where maybe you feel like you're really just drowning or trying to keep your head above water and putting out fires constantly and can't even think into the future more than a couple minutes. And you're just like trying to do everything right now. So that would kind of be the extreme of crisis mode. But it's kind of a spectrum, right? Where maybe sometimes you feel like things are really busy and I'm hustling, but I also get some breaks sometimes or things don't feel too crazy. Or maybe it's further down on the spectrum where you're like, you know, sometimes things feel kind of crazy, but a lot of times I do have time to recharge and can access my creativity and all of that energy. So I want you to think about where you are right now. And if you're more towards the side of crisis mode. I want to help you minimize some of that. That's what we do here on the podcast all the time. And then we do it even more inside Bold Nurse Society. But with coaching, two of my goals are to help you minimize stress and other emotional discomfort. So you just experience less of it altogether. And then the second goal is to help you manage the stress that you do experience. Because as humans in the world, we're always going to have uncomfortable emotions. The nature of nursing invites lots of opportunities for us to feel stressed or grief or feel overwhelmed 
or irritated. It's just kind of built into nursing and is inevitable that as humans and not as robots, we're going to respond with stress sometimes. So my second goal is to help you manage the stress that you do experience. Okay. And so these two goals we accomplish in different ways. The first way to help you experience less stress is, I don't know if you know this, but what we do here on the Thriving Nurse Podcast and in Bold Nurse Society especially is literally rewire your brain. Did you know that? And it's not like some hocus pocus, it's science. (laughs) It's psychology that we're doing here where as we rewire your neuropathways, you don't respond with stress to situations that you used to find stressful. Because in our lives, we develop patterns of how to do things. We develop patterns for getting ready for the day. Maybe when you do your makeup, you have a really specific routine of which makeup you apply first or just the order you get ready in the day, whether it's your hair first or your makeup first or getting dressed first. You probably have a pattern of how you do things. And that kind of simplifies things for your brain so that when you're getting ready for the day, you don't have to be like, what's the next step? What do I do from here? You automatically go through your morning routine, right? So we have these routines of our behavior, but we also have routines of thinking. And that's what develops these neuropathways, these super highways in our brain that it's really easy for us to just get on the highway and go. Right? Like when you get on the highway, you just have a straight shot down the road wherever you're going and you don't have to think about where's the next turn? What am I going to do next? Is there a stoplight? Is there a stop sign? Are there pedestrians? You just get on the highway and go. And that's what it's like in our brains. So as we go through our lives, we develop neuropathways that lead to different responses. So maybe you have a neuropathway in your brain that when you hear a call bell, you pretty instantaneously get kind of annoyed or overwhelmed. As soon as that call bell goes off, it's like you get on that super highway that's like, today's really busy, or this patient is being really demanding and needy. Sometimes we just get on that path and go. And so we have these habits of thinking about things a certain way and responding in a certain way. Or maybe you have a super highway that when somebody shows dissatisfaction towards you, if they seem kind of unhappy with you, maybe as a charge nurse, if one of the staff members seems a little bit unhappy about their assignment, then maybe you get on this neural pathway where your brain is like, that's a problem. It's not good for people to be upset with me. I must be a bad charge nurse. Okay, so what I help you do, and especially in Bold Nurse Society, where we can really take a look at what is happening for you personally, what beliefs are happening in your brain, those neuropathways you have specifically in different situations, then we can build new highways so that when those situations come up, when the call bell goes off or when someone's not happy with you, you start to form a new pathway that you get on, you get on a new highway and it takes you somewhere else. So that's one of the ways that we minimize stress and other emotional discomfort by breaking down those old highways and creating new ones that are going to take you somewhere else. 
And then the way that we manage the stress and the overwhelm that you do experience is we remember that emotions aren't dangerous. That's how we keep that stress from escalating, how we keep ourselves from resisting it, how we continue moving forward on our goals, is we remember that emotions are just sensations in our body. And when we feel them, it's not dangerous. Your body is designed to handle that pressure in your chest or the queasiness in your stomach or the heat or the tightness or the tingling or your mouth salivating. Like all of that is just normal stuff happening in your body. And we don't have to make it a big deal, even though sometimes it is uncomfortable. When we feel that tightness in our chest, it's uncomfortable, but it's definitely not dangerous. It's not like you're having a heart attack. So when we remember that stress isn't dangerous and emotions aren't dangerous, it doesn't have to build and we don't have to run and hide from it. We don't have to avoid pursuing our goals. So that's just a very broad, general way of how we can handle that crisis mode. But the thing is, as we do that, what I find really interesting is that even though our uncomfortable emotions go way down, that's not really what we want in our lives. This is what I've noticed in my life and in the lives of my Bold Nurse Society members. Like, that's what we tend to think. We're like, I just want to feel better, right? I don't want to feel stressed out. I don't want to feel uncomfortable emotions. I just want to be happy all the time is what we think. But in reality, that's not what we want. Once we minimize that stress and manage it so much better, it feels good and there's a lot of relief associated with it. But eventually what happens is we get kind of bored. Did you know that? Like, has that ever happened to you where maybe over the summer when you're not in school anymore or something, you don't have a lot going on. You're like, I'm not using my brain. I'm not challenging myself. And you feel kind of bored. It's true. Like, I've noticed this as I've managed the stress of nursing. Like, I used to be in crisis mode where I'd be stressed and exhausted and couldn't imagine adding anything else to my life. Volunteer opportunities, more schooling, a business, like this was before my coaching practice. And I just couldn't imagine adding anything else to my life. But once I learned how to manage the stress and overwhelm, now I hardly ever feel overwhelmed during a shift. And one of my friends, she laughs at me because whenever she asks how my shift went, I'll tell her, you know, it was a little busy. And then I'll mention some of the details of my shift. Like, of course, you know, not violating HIPAA or anything, but just saying I got an admit right off the bat, or I had some really time consuming meds to give, or, you know, I'll just give her some of the little details about my shift. And She's always like, okay, so I know whenever you say it was a little busy, that means it was crazy. Like (laughs) you were slammed. But I know it sounds like I'm underplaying how busy I was during my shift when I say that. But the truth is, I genuinely don't feel overwhelmed most of the time. 
sometimes I find myself getting a little bit like, ooh, how am I going to get this all done? But then it's really easy for me to de-escalate from that and just keep going in my shift. So I actually find myself getting kind of bored, not in the sense like I'm bored of nursing, but just like, what's the next challenge? And that is why we move into contribution. So I've experienced this myself and I've seen it happen with my Bold Nurse Society members where in the past they were thinking, I can't wait to retire. I don't know how I'm going to make it to retirement. Maybe I should leave the nursing profession. They feel totally overwhelmed. But then after six months, a year in Bold Nurse Society, they're leaders. They've taken on leadership positions. I have nurses in there who have opened outpatient clinics, who have become managers, who have become nurse educators, who have finished their BSN and are going on for their master's degree. I have so many nurses in there who a year ago or before they were in Bold Nurse Society would have said, no way. They were in crisis mode. But after we learn how to minimize our stress and manage the stress we do experience, then we actually want to invite more challenges into our life. So as humans, we actually like to be challenged. Our goal in life, though we might think it's just to be happy and experience pleasant emotions all the time, we like pleasant emotions. We're very motivated by them. But that's not all we want out of life. A fulfilling life actually includes uncomfortable emotions. So we seek out challenges. And this is in part because that's the way our brain is developed. Our brain is always looking for problems. So when we don't have an interesting problem to solve, we just make up problems in our life. That's when we start getting really irritated by little things. Like my husband leaving out the peanut butter. If that's like a huge deal to me, if that's a huge problem, I know it's because I'm not putting my brain to work on more interesting problems. So my brain's just looking for things to be like, oh, there's a problem, right? It just wants like a problem to solve. And so once we move out of crisis mode, what I love about it is that means we get to choose some of the challenges we experience. We get to choose the problems we work on. And we get to put our brains to work on more interesting things. So instead of just putting your brain to work on survival, your brain gets to work on creation and contribution. And while, you know, how I was saying our brains are developed in that way, they're designed in that way to look for problems. As humans, that's just part of us. We love solving problems because it gives us a sense of purpose. Having a contribution helps us feel fulfilled. Now, that all does come from our thoughts. You guys know, you've heard me say, our thoughts are what create our emotions. But when we're solving problems and we're seeing progress and we're contributing in the world, then it's easier for us to think, it's important that I'm here. I'm making a difference. I'm so proud of myself. Look how I'm helping people. Like It gives us opportunities that it's easy for us to believe that we're making a difference. But as we go into contribution mode, we're going to experience uncomfortable emotions. We're going to have insecurities come up. 
Because now we're challenging ourselves in new ways. We're going to have fears come up. We're going to experience stress of thinking maybe we're not going to get something done in time, or maybe other people are going to judge us for what we're doing. We're going to do it wrong, or it's not going to work. We're still going to have all of those emotions that we did back in crisis mode. It's just this time we're choosing it, and it's maybe for a purpose that we're more excited and passionate about. So one thing I want you to know is that we're never going to get rid of uncomfortable emotions. That's really not the goal, because you'd end up pretty bored. You probably wouldn't feel very fulfilled if you never had uncomfortable emotions because it's when we overcome, it's when we work through challenges that we feel that sense of purpose and we feel pride in ourselves. So we're never going to get rid of those. And so that's why the skills you learn that got you out of crisis mode, you're going to need to keep using those skills in contribution mode to minimize the discomfort so you don't give up or turn back or get burnt out and also to manage the emotional discomfort that you still will experience. There's never a point in our lives where we're just done with stress. We're just done with feeling overwhelmed. So you need to learn how to manage all of that in a way that feels healthy and doable to you so you can maximize your contribution in the world. Now, I know contribution might sound exhausting to you right now. If you're in the thick of it, if things are just feeling heavy right now, if you're in crisis mode, it might sound exhausting to think about contribution. But if you want to get out of crisis mode, I can help you with that. You get to decide whenever you're ready or if you ever want to contribute in different ways. That's totally up to you. But my guess is you probably want to get out of crisis mode. So if you do, make sure you get on the wait list for Bold Nurse Society. Enrollment's not open right now, but I like to keep a wait list going so that when I do open the doors, I make sure you're the first to know and you have the opportunity to come join us in there. So to get on the wait list, go to www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist. Okay, so type the W's, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash BNS waitlist, as in Bold Nurse Society waitlist. Okay. All right, my friends. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for hanging out. And I hope that you know that it is possible to get out of crisis mode. If that even sounds lofty to you, where the idea of contribution was like, that's way too much, but even getting out of crisis mode sounds impossible. I want you to know you're not the only person who has ever felt that way. And so many people who have felt that way have gotten through it, have gotten out of crisis mode with the right tools and support. So don't give up. I got you, my friend. All right. And one last announcement for you. I know I just told you about the Boulder Society waitlist, but I also want to make sure for those of you who have been waiting on relationship revival, that you know that the doors are open for enrollment for that. So if you want strategies, 
that are going to help you strengthen your relationship and help minimize conflict and all the day-to-day chaos that can come from merging your life with someone else, trying to manage different values and ideas about how to run a household and and all of that stuff. I'm going to help you with that in Relationship Revival. So if you've been waiting for it, you can enroll now while spots are available, and you can do that at www. Again, make sure you type the W's when you go to the website, www.thrivingnurse.com forward slash info, as in Relationship Revival Info. Okay? All right, my friends, I'll see you in there, and I'll be back here on Friday with another Summer Love podcast episode for you. Talk to you then. Take care.